Here it is, a groove slightly transformed Just a bit of a break from the norm Just a little something to break the monotony Of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it And think of the summers of the past Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast Pop in my CD and let me run around And put your car on cruise and lay back Cause it's summertime everyone and welcome to the one man renegade podcast i am your host the honorable greg b and this is chapter 64 and speaking of 64 that number came up yesterday yesterday was the was july 4th independence day uh the 4th of july as some people call it um uh here in the united states it is our independence day if you're from another country you may not be aware of that but what other i don't know how many people are listening to this from out of the country I don't know how many people are listening to this anyways, but uh, that's not the point. The point here is, yes, the number 64, which, again, this is chapter 64. Yesterday, the number 64 came up in the hot dog eating contest, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Uh, Joey Chestnut was defending his crown, uh, going for his 11th championship in 12 years. He lost in 2015, but he won the last couple years to regain his crown, and he was going for it again, and he did win again. There was no debating that. The debate then became, how many did he actually eat? So the counter on the screen, the person that was counting uh, for him, or whatever, um, however that worked, I guess. I guess there was someone supposed to be in the front telling the person in the back to flip the numbers, and whatever. It said 64. So he ate 64. He beat the guy in second had like 40-something, 40 45 or something like that. I don't know. I, don't, I forget what the final total was, um, specifically towards toward, towards watching the actual live event. So they go to commercial. Meanwhile, I'd flipped over back to the Red Sox game at this point because I was like, all right, wait, he won. He didn't beat, beat the record because the record going into yesterday was 73 and a half hot dogs, which he had set a couple years ago in like a preliminary like qualifying thing or whatever. Uh, last year he ate 72, which was the record for um, the the 4th of July one. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he had eaten 64, which, you know, was obviously this, that's not a bad number. But, um, you know, it's, it was very hot out. It is very hot out. still very hot out. We've been in a heat wave. It's been about 90 or above, uh, I want to say, for the past week almost. Um but regardless of any of that, um, and, well, they were in New York versus Boston. It was probably even warmer down there. I don't even know. Uh, so, you know, to not set the record, okay, fine. Because there's been a couple years where, you know, they've, the numbers have been lower than they typically had been because it was hot out or whatever the case was. So, you know, to eat 64, fine. Okay. Nothing. That's not, not a bad thing. Um, but then they go come back from commercial, and all of a sudden... It, uh, my buddy's like, what's going on? I'm like, what are you talking about? So they said he ate 74. I'm like, what? No way. They said 64. But then it turns out there was, the, there was plates that were supposed to be, they were counting by the number of plates they had, and there was a couple plates that got went missing, so they didn't count those right away. 
which to me is weird because it seemed like they were counting by the dogs he was eating, not the plates. But they counted the plates afterwards, and then they... I don't know. It just didn't didn't really seem to make any sense, given, you know, the numbers weren't... It wasn't like they were sitting there like for like a long period of time not changing the numbers. The numbers were changing pretty regularly, and they seemed to be going up by twos because he was eating two at a time. So it seemed like it fell in line with, um, you know, what was going on. Um, but no, apparently there was plates missing, and then the guy in second place ended up actually eating 63... And somehow they missed almost, like, 18 hot dogs that he ate or something. It's like, and it became a whole thing. And now it's, now people are complaining. And now they're talking about going to a new system for next year to roll out confusion or whatever. But it was, it was kind of, kind of weird, you know. I mean, there was no debate who won. It was just about the number. And for him to set the record that way was a bit, bit awkward. But, um... Anyways, I hope everyone had a happy 4th of July if you do celebrate the 4th of July. Or if you are in Canada and had a nice Canada Day uh, earlier in the week. Um, I guess that would have been on Sunday. Uh, but yeah, so but now we're past that. The holidays are over. Uh, we're moving on towards the dog days of summer or whatever. Um, and uh, we, got, we got Friday the 13th coming up next week, so that would be fun. But I'll talk more about Friday the 13th next week. Um because I will have another, sh- I plan on having another show next week. For this week, uh, we're going to talk about stuff that's going on this weekend, and then next week I'll talk about stuff going on next weekend. But because um, it's too much going on, it wouldn't all fit in one. And a lot, a lot of stuff that's going on next weekend isn't exactly um, confirmed or finalized yet and stuff. So, but let's take a little trip back in time to about a month ago, eh, not even a month ago, a few weeks ago. Uh, we had the NXT takeover in Chicago and the WWE Money in the Bank. Uh, pay-per-view. I'm not going to go in detail um, on Money in the Bank. I'll do that next week when I'm previewing Extreme Rules, but I just want to talk more about NXT this time around, and I'll share my how I did it on my prediction. So, NXT prediction-wise, I did really well. I only got the one match wrong, and that was Ciampa and Gargano, and I guess in retrospect, I should have saw what happened coming, because it makes more sense this way. Um... But anyway, let's just run through the crowd card first. Uh, Undisputed Era, um, which was Roderick Strong and and uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Adam Cole was in their corner. Uh, took on uh, Only Lorcan and um, uh, <laughs> I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Danny Birch. Yeah. Uh, Undisputed Era won. No big surprise there. It was a pretty good match. I think only Lurkin broke his eye socket or something crazy, or orbital bone or something in the match. Um, so he's going to be out for a while, I guess. Uh, so that's a little, a little disappointing for him. Uh, Danny Birch, on the other hand, on the other hand, will be fighting Adam Cole in next week. Um, NXT. Um, Ricochet beat Velveteen Dream. That was a pretty good match. Um, yeah, that was a good match. I mean, there's no... No, it wasn't really surprising that Ricochet won, but um, again, solid match. Shayna Baszler beat uh, Nikki Cross. No big surprise there. It was a little, little interesting because um, you know it, it kind of seemed as if maybe they were holding off Insanity's debut on SmackDown because they were waiting till this match happened, and Nikki Cross, you know, clearly didn't seem like she was going to win, and she didn't. Uh, maybe they were going to move her up with Sanity, 
But that ended up not being the case. They did debut, and um, she wasn't there. But she lost here. So what ended up happening with her now, I don't know. But anyways, moving on. Uh, Alistair Black beat uh, Lars Sullivan. No huge surprise there. That was a pretty solid match for, you know, um, this pairing. Uh, you know, they, they did what you would kind of expect them to do for the most parts. And then, you know, Alistair Black winning was no big surprise. Uh, then um, uh, the main event, Tommaso Ciampa beat Gargano in a Chicago street fight. It was pretty... Pretty intense, brutal match. I don't know if it was better. I wouldn't say it was better than their first one. I think the first one was a little bit better. Um, this one was a little bit more... I don't know. It was different. It was different. I mean, it was a street fight, so it was set up in kind of a different uh, way uh, than their than their previous match. But ultimately, um, Gargano was beating the hell out of Ciampa, and then like they were going to stretch her Ciampa off, and Gargano wouldn't let them, and eventually Ciampa got the heads up um, on the uh, on Gargano and DDT'd him off the ropes into the uh, mat, not the into the into the ring, but he had pulled up the mat off the ring. It was it was kind of interesting spot. Kind of similar, they did that, and I want to say it was Brock Lesnar and Undertaker, Hell in the Cell, did something similar, if I remember correctly, a few years ago. But anyways, uh, yeah, so overall, pretty good show. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they do with NXT, moving, these takeovers moving forward. Apparently, they're going to move them up an hour like they did with the uh, pay-per-views. Um, but they also introduced, and I completely forgot, well, I, it was kind of weird because I didn't know how to do the preview for it and I kind of forgot to do it because I forgot it was happening because it wasn't live on the network they delayed it a week for whatever reason but that was the uh the UK um championship tournament uh and NXT thing and in that they announced that the NXT UK division is going to be a thing now so if they integrate that into um the takeovers going forward Gotta imagine they're gonna have to add more than five matches for the takeovers, you know. Because I mean, as it was, Adam Cole and EC3 didn't even wrestle, and no one from the UK um, division wrestled in this takeover. Unless they're just gonna do separate things for that, I don't know. I mean, they are gonna introduce new titles, but um, I mean, for now they just kind of did it through with NXT uh, for the UK thing. Uh, which was alright, it was pretty good, I don't know, it was kind of weird that it wasn't live, because they, you know, kind of, there was some spoilers that got leaked, um, and whatnot, uh, so it kind of ruined it, because the, um, Mustache Mountain won the tag titles, and, you know, it got out there that it happened, you know, after it happened, and, uh, they weren't going to air until a week later, so, it, yeah, it was a bit awkward having them on Monday and Tuesday, because you have Raw and SmackDown, and even still, not just you know, recording them Monday, Tuesday, because that was kind of the reasoning why they didn't do that live, but also just airing them Monday, Tuesday. It's like, why, why if you're recording them on Monday and Tuesday, and the reason you can't do it live is because of Raw and SmackDown, why would you then air it on Monday and Tuesday? That was on earlier because it was, you know, they're trying to, you know, um, cater to the UK crowd because it is the UK um, NXT. Uh, But it's like, why wouldn't you just have them on like Thursday and Friday? Like, there's nothing else on Thursday and Friday. Like, you, it would have, I, I, I don't get it, but anyways, move, let's move along, <laughs> alright, WWE Money in the Bank uh, then took place the next night in uh, Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, um, 
Star Rosemont. And it's actually the Allstate Arena. No, whatever. Um, all right, here's what happened. I'm just going to go through this quick, but I'll go into more detail next time when I uh, do my preview for stream rolls. Um, ultimately, let's see. I did one, two, three, four, five, six. I went six and four. Um, overall, ten and five for the weekend. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers beat up on... Um, Whoever they fought. Oh, Gallows and Anderson, right? <laughs> uh, Daniel Bryan beat Big Cass. And then, okay, I gotta talk about this. Then, two nights later, Big Cass was fired. Um, no real official reasoning. Um, there's a lot of rumors and uh, speculation and whatnot of to, as to why. Um, apparently, he went off script a few, like a month or so ago. Although that seemed to kind of, they seemed to kind of, you know, that seemed to go away. Because then they, because initially he was supposed to have a match with Samoa Joe, I think, and then Dana Bryan got in there, but then he ended up being the match anyways, and then he had his rematch with Dana Bryan anyways at uh, Money in the Bank. But then apparently he was being a big, uh, a big pain in the butt in the UK tour or the Europe tour or whatever they had uh, a few weeks back. And ultimately, that was kind of the final straw, I guess, and he is gone. So now Big Cass and Enzo are both. Out of the company. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you would have told me that a couple years ago after their, you know, when they did the Brooklyn thing, that a couple months later, or a couple years later, I should say, they're gone from the company, it would be surprising. And Carmelo, speaking of which, we'll get to in a second. Yeah, yeah, is now the, um... All right, like I said, I wasn't going to go into big, long thing about this. I'll do it next time, but just want to mention that part. Bobby Lashley beat Sami Zayn, who... Is now out with injuries uh, and probably missed the rest of the year. Unfortunately, uh, he's got head shoulder issues. He's had shoulder issues for all, you know, dating back a few years now. Unfortunately, so um, get he's gonna get those fixed up. Uh, Seth Rollins beat Elias by holding tights, and then the next night lost in the same manner, but to Dolph Ziggler, who is now the Intercontinental Championship. We'll talk more about that next week. Um, the women's ladder money in the bank ladder match was won by Alexa Bliss. Should have should have saw that one coming. Yeah, I don't know. Dumb. Uh, Roman Reigns beat whoever Roman Reigns fought. <laughs> Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Like, ugh. I mean, who cares? Um, Carmella beat Asuka thanks to the returning James Ellsworth. Uh, AJ Styles uh, beat. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura in the last man standing match. Uh, Ronda Rousey beat Nia Jax by disqualification when Alexa Bliss ran in and hit her with the briefcase and then hit Nia with the briefcase. Cashed in and is now the women's, the Raw Women's Champion. And then um, the men's women, uh, the men's women, the men's women's money in the bank ladder potato match. I don't know, just throwing random words together. Uh, no, the men's Money in the Bank match uh, was won by Braun Strowman, which seems a bit odd and unnecessary, but I don't know. Given that Brock Lesnar isn't on TV and hasn't been for a while and may not be for more time, uh, there's even rumors he's skipping SummerSlam, um, even though there was the rumors that he was going to fight Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. But now there's rumors he's going to skip SummerSlam. But then when the hell is Braun Strowman supposed to cash in? I don't know. It seems the whole thing is a little 
up in the air at the moment, but regardless of that, Braun Strowman does have the Money in the Bank briefcase, so both briefcases were worn by the Raw side, and one's already cashed in, so there you go. Uh, and we'll talk more about Extreme Rules uh, that's coming up and whatever's happened since then when we talk about that next week. But let's move on to other things. So um, let's see what I have written down here. TV, television, the the little screen. We'll talk about the big screen in a minute, but the little screen is what we're talking about right now. Um, so a couple of new shows dropped on... Um, Netflix uh, in the last couple weeks that I've caught up on uh, Luke Cage uh, the next the newest Marvel um, Netflix uh, thing um, the Luke Cage season two dropped I didn't like it as much as season one I thought it was very slow at some points uh, the 13 episodes I, and I think this is more me my fault and it's kind of the Netflix just model I think as opposed to anything else. 13 episodes is a lot of episodes that are, and when they're an hour long, you know, if, they, if there's half an hour, that'd be fine. If they're you know, even 40 minutes, that's probably fine. But those episodes consistently were almost an hour and to do 13 episodes. And the problem is I don't, I don't sit down and watch one and one, maybe one a day or one of some, some sort of period. I'll watch as many as I can in a row. Um, I think I ended up finishing the season in maybe two, no, I think it was three sittings, because I think I watched the first two episodes, then I watched a bunch, and then I watched more, and ultimately finished it up pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I think it that, that hurt it a bit, because it dragged in, in some parts, um, whereas if I was just watching them a little bit more spread out, I think it would have been fine. Uh, but ultimately, I, I don't think the season was as good as the la- the first season. Um, but it's still not bad. I mean, definitely check it out. But I, I maybe don't sit down and watch all of them <laughs> in a row. Might be the might be the thing to do. On the flip side of that, Glow season two came out uh, last week. Uh, that I finished pretty quickly too. But it was only I think it, I want to say it was was it ten episodes? I want to say it was ten episodes. But those those are were shorter. They're they're like 30 to 40 minutes, most of them, I think, if that. Um, so you can get through those pretty quickly. And, you know, it's it's not structured the same way as Luke Cage. It's a little bit more comedic, I would say. Uh, although this season was a little different than the first season, and I felt that they did focus more on... Well, some episodes focused more definitely on the wrestling portion of it, and even the show portion of it. Like, one of the episodes is just basically what the show was. Even though that episode didn't really evolve around much wrestling, but it was basically, all right, here's the show. Which is funny, because I don't really totally remember the show um, being quite that sketch-oriented when it first, like, when it was the actual glow in the 80s. I was going to watch some. They did something where they aired a bunch of them on some some uh, website or something, but I never got, I didn't get around to it. I don't remember. I, I mean, I, I watched it from occasion on occasion, but I didn't watch it like regularly, so I don't really remember. But anyways, regardless of that, this show has nothing really to do with that. Anyways, um, good. It's good. Uh, you know, it was solid. Season two, I think, might have been a little better than season one. I don't know. I don't know, but it's definitely good. Definitely check it out if you haven't watched either season. Go check those out, um, and don't let the wrestling part of it like like yeah, it's just a minor detail. 
Because, like, I told, like, I was telling people at work, I was like, oh, it's Glow. I'm like, what the hell's Glow? Gorgeous ladies are wrestling. Oh. So it's about wrestling? And I'm like, nah, not really. It's more about making a TV show than anything else. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, go check that out. Uh, also, uh, I may have talked about this last time, but, um, uh, regardless, uh, Cloak and Dagger is still uh, moving forward. There's a new episode on tonight, I believe. Uh, it's pretty good so far. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Cause right now it's kind of like, oh, they don't know what they're doing yet. And it'll be interesting to see once they kind of become the cloak and dagger type thing, what they end up doing. They're still trying, they're still figuring it out and they're still kind of in their own worlds as opposed to, you know, kind of connected more so, although they kind of did more of that last week. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I definitely recommend it. Um, you know, and it's different than like the Netflix ones because it airs week to week, so you have to wait every week and watch a new episode. So, um, but yeah, uh, Preacher came back uh, on AMC. Um, yeah, I, the first couple episodes haven't been great. I don't. I don't know where they're going in this season. Um, I really, I thought, I thought the first season was really good. Last season, I think, it started off really good and then kind of faltered at the end, I think. This season, not off to the greatest start, but hopefully it'll pick back up. Um, but yeah, I, it's still good. It's still good. Um, so check it out on AMC. Uh, Sunday nights. Uh, speaking of AMC, though, um, they did cancel uh, Comic Book Men, if you're familiar with that show, with the Kevin Smith uh, show, it's like, uh, how to explain it, if you've never seen it, um, so Kevin Smith owns a comic book store in New Jersey, and his, uh, has some friends that run it, and basically it's Pawn Stars, but with a comic book store, kind of, or at least that's what it, yeah, that's kind of what it is, basically what it is, um, and, you know, it's been on for, like, I think seven seasons, maybe, it's always airs off to The Walking Dead and The Talking Dead, uh, which I'm not sure what's gonna happen with The Talking Dead, um, Chris Hardwick might might be in a little bit of trouble. It's it's, uh, it's, uh, it's up in the air. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, uh, I mean, The Walking Dead is in trouble, but that's a whole another uh, can of worms uh, that I don't want to talk about right now. We'll talk about that later, maybe October when it's back. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, yeah, Comic Book Man got canceled. Supposedly going to shop it around to some other networks and see if they can get picked up, but we'll see. Um, well, speaking of TV deals and stuff getting picked up, though, they officially announced the Raw being re-signed with uh, USA Network and then SmackDown going to um, uh, Fox. And it bumped up their stock really well. I mean, if you, if you invested in WWE uh, stock... Congratulations! Uh, if you hadn't, you kind of you probably missed the boat. It's up to like seventy-five bucks now. Pfft. Remember, like a couple years ago, it was down to like ten, maybe even ten, maybe under ten. Um, should have bought some. Should have bought some. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just always kind of felt like that was going to be like sort of just like a steady, you know, steady stock. Like, not, not go up a lot, not go down a lot, kind of just be what it is. Uh, but nope, I'm wrong. <laughs> Skyrocketed. Um, 
even though their TV ratings aren't getting, doing any better, so it's a little bit awkward, but whatever. Uh, all right, so let's move on. Enough about the little screen. Let's move on to the big screen. Now, I did go and see uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom uh, last weekend. Um, I didn't really like it as much as the first one. It was a little too Jurassic Park 2 or uh, Lost World for me. Um, I mean, it wasn't exactly, but yeah, it was very similar. And then, you know, Jeff Goldblum thing was a little bit annoying. Um, he's barely in the movie. Like, what you saw in the commercials and trailers, like, that's basically it. <laughs> so it's kind of like, yeah, we just wanted to get him in the movie. And it's like, well, why would you even bother? Why would you, bo- why would you waste that in the trailer then? Just don't even show it. Just be like, oh, is he in it? And then have it be a surprise. Like, why ruin it in the trailer? Uh, that, so that was a little annoying. But uh, Chris Pratt is... Uh, Chris Pratt, <laughs> I don't know, he's, uh, you know, he's doing okay for himself, I guess, these days, um, yeah, uh, so, yeah, I don't know, it, it was, it was alright, it was alright, I mean, I don't know, I've never been a huge Jurassic Park, uh, fan, anyways, I'll, I'll admit, um, so, this was the first one I've ever actually seen in the theaters, and, uh, it is what it is, I guess, I don't know, but it, it was fine. Um, but coming up this weekend, I'm a little, definitely more excited about is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Now, I don't know how it's going to factor in with Infinity War. You know, obviously this is taking place after Civil War. I don't know, it's, is it taking place before Infinity War or like during Infinity War? I, it's a little un, unclear. You know, I'll have to see the movie. But then there's the, there's like the, uh. Uh, what are the, what is it called? There's the, the like the the place that Hank creates and and like what do they call it? It's in the commercials. I don't. Know. I haven't seen. Obviously, I haven't seen the movie. But in the commercials, they in the trailers, or whatever they mentioned, this place that the 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 ghost or whatever the bad person is comes from, and supposedly that's where the the original Wasp, who's played by Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, is stuck in. So I guess they're going to go save her, but then there's possibility of like time travel and stuff, which could lead into stuff with Infinity War. I don't want to speculate too much. I mean, just it comes out tonight. I'll probably go see it either. T- I'll probably go see it Saturday, and I'll have more to say about it next week. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, you know, just kind of give my thoughts on it. But yeah, it's got to. I feel like it's got to tie into Infinity War somehow, because uh, otherwise I don't know how that works. Like how. How does it make any sense? Um, but anyways, yeah, so that coming out this weekend, hopefully it's good. It's getting decent uh, reviews so far. So, um, I mean, the first one was kind of a bit of a surprise. You know, I was like, who the hell is Ant-Man? It's like, oh, it's Paul Rudd, so it could be good. And then it was a really enjoyable film. I mean, was it the best MCU film? No, we've covered that. It wasn't. I mean, but it was definitely good. Um, and, you know, I honestly, after I did the, that uh, that podcast, and that was before I went to go and see Infinity War, and after seeing Infinity War, I don't know exactly where I'd put it, but I don't want to rehash that list yet. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do an amendum to it at some point. But I guess I want to see Ant Man again. I want to see it again too. And that's the thing. Supposedly, um, there was a rumor going around. I don't know. It was a couple of days ago 
uh, when the Blu-ray comes out or the you know home video whatever version of Infinity War comes out, there was a rumor that there was going to be a Thanos cut. Um, and basically, what that was going to be was that there was supposedly an extra thirty minutes of the film that that um, that they you know had cut, which was going to focus mostly on the uh, more of the backstory of for Thanos. Um, that they apparently just felt it it didn't didn't work within the movie and there was too much going on, so they they cut a lot of it and supposedly they're gonna put it back in and have a Thanos cut. Well, that rumor was then quickly debunked by another rumor in that a, a some sort of promotional material from like Germany or something got leaked and had what was on the DVD um, or Blu-ray or whatever, and that was nowhere to be seen. So it's kind of up in the air whether this other version, this Thanos cut, as it were, exists. Whether it's going to be released in any sort of form or fashion. Um, I could see them doing some sort of like Lord of the Rings Hobbit type of thing. Or they, you know, they'll put out the regular version and like six months down the line put out, you know, the extended cut version or something like that. Which is really annoying, but um, if you're, you know, if you want to buy the DVDs and stuff. Um, but I can see them do that. I could also see them re-releasing it in theaters for a brief, like, period of time. Uh, special engagement with extra things, maybe right before the next Avengers comes out or something. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. It'd be cool. I'd like to see more of the backstory of Thanos, if that exactly, if that even exists and all that stuff. Um, but who knows? And, yeah. Uh, but we'll find out, I guess, in the coming months, weeks, years. I don't know. Uh... So that'd be that'd be cool to see, but I don't know if we'll ever actually see it, or if it'll be available in any sort of form. Okay, um, another little uh, tidbit from the big big screen, but really the little screen because so took a took a little trip up to Maine um, last two weeks ago, I guess at this point, almost whatever. Yeah, um, so I had some time to watch the movies up there. Um, you know, most of, none of them I hadn't seen before. It was just, it was just kind of like, oh, let's throw in this movie, let's throw in this movie. And given that we're in Maine, and you know, we had watched it, um, but then we're like, oh, I was like, oh, something else to watch. Had Pet Cemetery up there, the original Pet Cemetery, which apparently they're remaking, and I wasn't aware of that, but I guess they're remaking it. And it's going to come out next year sometime. Um, could be interesting. I mean the one the one from the eighties is pretty cheesy at this point. It doesn't really hold up. Um, sometimes dead is better. Get out of the road. This. <laughs> oh man, um, Herman Munster. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, but the 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 weird thing about the movie is what was the end of the not the end of the movie itself, but the credits. So the credits come on. And the mu- music starts the credits. And back in the 80s, I don't know if you're well aware of this, but every single movie that came out pretty much had its have its own theme song. Um, and Pet Cemetery is done no, no different. And it had uh, a Pet Cemetery song. But the interesting thing was it was done by the Ramones. And I don't I didn't remember this. I mean, you know, the movie came out in 88, I think it was. Uh, you know, I was still pretty young at that point. Um, and I don't remember, I didn't remember, that. I wasn't into the Ramones or anything at that point, and uh, certainly didn't see Pet, Pet, Pet Cemetery when I was like six years old or whatever, but um, apparently it was a hit, 
it was a kind of a decent hit for the Ramones. I mean, apparently the uh, hardcore fans didn't like it because it was them selling out to you know, make a, a, a you know a soundtrack song for a movie, blah blah blah. But apparently Stephen King like specifically like asked them to come and and make the make the song and whatever and was a huge fan of the Ramones. But anyways, it's just really funny. If you ever get a chance to check it out, go check out Pet Cemetery by the Ramones. It's a it's a catchy song. I'm not gonna lie, it's a catchy song. It was stuck in my head for like days, um, and now that I'm talking about it, it's gonna be stuck in my head again. Um, but uh, yeah, so go check that out. I don't know. That was just a random little side sidetrack story. Um, till we get to the uh, big news of the week. Um, July 1st is come and gone. I talked about it. Canada Day. And that is also the day where free agency opens for basketball and hockey. Um, and a lot of people were kind of like, oh, well, how's, you know, obviously the big, big name in um, basketball uh, was LeBron. Where's LeBron going? What's LeBron going to do? I mean, um, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, he's going to stay in Cleveland. No, he'll stay in Cleveland. No, he's still staying in Cleveland. Why, why, why would he leave Cleveland at this point? And then the other half, a lot of people were saying, oh, well, he's he's going to go well, to the Lakers. Oh, the Lakers. That was the big one before, the Lakers. You know, you know, in, in the last couple of years, it's been that. But then, you know, Philadelphia kind of popped their heads up, and it was like, oh, now Philadelphia, he could go to Philadelphia. Houston was in the mix, but really they would have had to do a lot of stuff to make any room for him. Um, and, you know, I mean, other rumored, you know, Celtics were rumored, even, even people talking about him going to the Warriors, you know, those seemed a little far-fetched, but ultimately he did choose the Lakers, and that was the one after his son committed to going to some high school with, um, uh, whoever else it was, I forget at this point, um, in L.A., and, you know, he's got a house in L.A., and blah, 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 blah. So, yes, he ultimately did choose the Lakers, and now he brought in a few other people f- with him, Javal McGee and and Rondo and uh, and uh, Lance Stevenson. It's like, whatever. I don't understand it, really. I mean, they're not going to be any better than the Cleveland team was. If, if Honestly, they'll probably be worse than the Cleveland team was, and now he's just going to have to... F- Face the Warriors earlier, and he'd get eliminated. So I guess he just wants longer summers. So good on him. That helps the Celtics out now that he's out of the way. You know, um, they really haven't done anything. They re-signed Aaron Baines. They signed um, a couple of other lower-level guys. Nothing. No. No word on Marcus Smart yet. Um, but yeah. So I mean, that's the big one. There's been other some other moving pieces here and there. Um, uh, DeAndre Jordan went to the Mavs. Um, Chris Paul resigned, you know, Kevin Durant resigned, you know, no, 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 no huge other huge names really moved, um, too much. Um, uh, but yeah, so it, you know, Celtics, Celtics still got the Marcus Smart thing to, to iron out. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do because obviously whatever they do with Marcus Smart will dictate what happens next year with Kyrie Irving and Terry Rozier. So, you know, there's obviously a lot, uh, of moving parts to deal with. Uh, in the coming um, coming months, and the other thing that hasn't happened either, and it's a bit weird as to what's going to happen with this, is the um, Kawhi Leonard. Because Kawhi Leonard says he wanted to go to Lakers even before LeBron went there. He was like, "I want to go to Lakers. I want to go to the Lakers." 
But if you're the Spurs, you're not going to be like, ah, just, okay, we'll hand you over the Lakers. But at the same time, if you're any other team, you're not really, you know, gung-ho about trading for him because if he's just going to turn around next year and sign with the Lakers, what's the point, you know? You don't want to give up a lot of assets for a guy that you're only going to have for a year and you're still some question to build. There's still a lot of question... There's a lot of question as to how healthy he is, given what happened this past year with the Spurs and how, you know, he didn't really play a whole heck of a lot. But a lot of that seemed to be he just wasn't happy with the team or whatever, as opposed to he was really injured. I don't know. It's it's up for debate. Certainly, but at the same time, if you're trading for him, you maybe won't want to deal with that. Again, especially if he's just going to walk and go to Lakers next year. Um on the NHL side of things, uh, Bruins didn't really do a ton. Um, they lost a few guys. Riley Nash signed somewhere else. Um, uh, a couple other guys left. Hudobin went, went away. Signed Halak. They signed uh, John Moore. A couple other guys they re-signed. Not a lot. Not, Bruins didn't do a ton. Not that they needed to. They have pretty locked up with most of their guys. Anyways, uh, the big prize for this uh, offseason, though, was uh, John Tavares, and he ended up going to Toronto, so that could be a bit of a uh, tough um, tough for the Bruins to deal with. I mean, they did beat Toronto in Game 7 um, in the first round this year, and, you know, we, they played us tough this year. So, again, having to face, you know, face them on a number of occasions and have them in our division and everything, and now they got Tavares and talk top of you know, Matthews and, and everything. And, you know, they're a good team. They were a good team before Tavares, now they got Tavares. So, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be a tough one. That's going to be tough. Um, but, uh, yeah, NHL uh, schedule is out. Um, so, yeah, which I thought was weird. It was really, really, I don't I feel like they may have done this this last year too, but it feels like weird to release the schedule prior to the, like, NA, uh, free agent signings. Um, you know, um, you know, because it's like, well, all right, if this guy goes here, then this team's now a better team, and the, maybe they'll get more, you know, national games or something like that. I mean, obviously, you know, LeBron signing with the Lakers changes things a little bit because I don't know that the Lakers were necessarily going to get a lot of uh, primetime uh, or like national games or whatever, and now clearly they will. Not that they wouldn't have gotten, because it's still the Lakers after all, so they still get, you know, they'll still get them. But, I mean, whereas if LeBron had gone back to Cleveland, uh, maybe the Christmas games, Cavs and Warriors, now that he's in L.A., it's probably Lakers-Warriors, um, or whatever. Or it could be Lakers-Celtics, who knows. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's going to be Lakers and Warriors, and then probably the Celtics and 76ers. That'd be my guess. Um, if I was picking um, teams to play on Christmas. But uh, that that we'll probably get that in a couple weeks, I would imagine, the NBA schedule. They're usually a little bit later um, with it. Um, but, um, yeah. Um, on the b- baseball side of things, uh, yeah, since uh, well, that's all we got for the next couple months until football gets started. Um yeah, uh, Sox are doing well. They're in first place. They just, uh, you know, they're a game ahead of the Yankees. Had a tough series against the Yankees last weekend. Um, actually, all, th- all three games are blowouts, but uh, unfortunately the Yankees won two out of three. Uh, but then uh, we swept t- 
the Nationals and Yankees struggle a little bit with the Braves, although I think they ended up winning two out of three, so we just got that one game up. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think it's, yeah, I don't know, there's nothing really new or changing about that. Uh, it's going to be a come down to the wire um, in terms of that. I think both teams will make the playoffs, but obviously one's going to be the wild card. And then you have that play-in game, which, you know, that can be uh, troublesome, certainly. Um, depending on who you end up playing and whatnot. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, that's going to do it for sports. Let's move on. Well, that that part of the sports, I guess. And we're going to move on to some more sports. Now it's time to make some predictions. So coming up this weekend, uh, it's a big. this is the big uh, UFC weekend of the year. Where they have their um, their big uh, their big uh, summer pay per view, I guess is it's in Vegas. They also do the Ultimate Fire Final Ultimate Fighter Finale. So Ultimate Fighter Finale is coming up on um, Friday tomorrow, as I record this on a Thursday, and then the um, UFC two twenty six is on Saturday. So they're both in. Uh, Vegas for this. Um, um, so they're both in Vegas. You know the big uh, T-Mobile Arena dealies. They they usually do. I feel like they go there the least. I want to say three or four times a year. Uh, but this the summer one is usually one of their bigger ones. And obviously this is no uh, exception as there's a big title fight going on. Um, although they did lose one of their other title fights, unfortunately. Um, because uh, Max Holloway is experiencing some concussion syndrome, so that's never good. Uh, so that fight is not happening, unfortunately. But um, the big one's still on for now. And, you know, I, as we, we always talk about the UFC stuff, you never know. You never know. Uh, subject to change. Card is subject to change, as always. Because um, that, that fight was supposed to happen... Well, I don't know. There was one. There was one fight that's on this card that was supposed to happen during the one that was in Brooklyn that um, Conor McGregor uh, caused all the chaos with. Although he's apparently in talks to come back to UFC, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's just get to it then. I'll make some predictions and listen to me botch a bunch of these guys' names, as I tend to do. Um, Right, let's start off. Yeah, we'll start off with the uh, UFC Ultimate Fighter finale. Which so this one was Ultimate Fighter. What they call it? Undefeated. I don't know. I didn't watch any of it, so <laughs> I can't really speak too much on it. Um, I, I well, I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Is this going to be their last Ultimate Fighter on Fox, or are they going to do another one before their contract is up? Because I feel like they, they're they not going to do Ultimate Fighter anymore on ESPN. Or they're going to call it something different or something. I don't know. But anyways. Um, yeah, let's get to it. There's the pre the prelim, the prelims, the prelim prelims on the uh, fight pass. Um, so we'll start off with a... So this is Friday. This is tomorrow. I don't know when they start. Um, the prelims probably start at like 6 or something. The actual... Uh, prelims on fs1 well everything's on fs1 see I, that always annoys me it's like are you doing preliminary matches on fs1 but then the actual fight cards on fs1 t- also so it's like well what's what's the difference why is why why you gotta why you gotta separate it like that if it's just you don't have to change the channel 
Uh, let's see. Tomorrow. Uh, yeah, so they start at 8, so these prelim prelims must start at, like, maybe 6.30-ish. I don't know. If you have the fight pass, go check it out. Um, anyways, um... First match is a featherweight battle between Tyler Diamond and Bryce Mitchell. Got those ones right, I think. <laughs> I'm going to go Tyler Diamond, because diamonds are forever, right? That was a James Bond once told me that. Well, not me specifically, but he told people that. And diamonds are a girl's best friend, as someone else said once upon a time. Um, I don't remember who that was. I don't, it might have been James Bond as well. Alright, next up we have a middleweight battle between Gerald... Mirachich? Mirachich? I see, we already screwed up. We're off to a good start. I was I was bragging, and there we go. Next next fighter, I... No idea. No idea how to say his last name. Mershart? Maybe? I don't know. He's taking on Oscar with a K. Interesting spelling. Um... Unless that's not Oscar. Would that be something else? I don't know. Anyways, Oscar Pierch... Pichota. Pichota. Pichota? Pichota. Pichota. Your Chota. My Chota. I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to go with uh, Oscar with a K. Pichota. Or Pichota. Um... <laughs> Whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, next up, we have a... Oh, that was a middleweight battle. I don't know if I said that. A featherweight battle between uh, Matt Bassetti. Or Bassett, maybe. Um, depends on how you pronounce it. The spelling is there, but it's the pronunciation I'm not sure about. Um, versus Steven Peterson. I think I got that one right. Uh, I'm going to go with Steven Peterson. Because I can say his name. Without having to question it. And it's probably something else. It's probably Stavon Patterson. <laughs> you jerk. Alright. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Yelling about the guy's name. Okay, next up, we move on to the preliminary card on Fox Sports 1, which I said started at 8. Um, I don't know, it's only three matches, so it might just be an hour. Oh, hold on. Let's uh, go back to... Um, my guide on the old Xfinity One thingy dingy FS One. Oops, too far. All right, they have the weigh-in, uh, or that already happened. I think. Oh no, no, that's the weigh-in for Sunday, Saturday's show. So the weigh-in for UFC two twenty-six starts at six, and then they have a pre-show at seven, and then at eight it's the preliminaries, which are until ten. Even though there's only three matches, it goes till 10? That doesn't seem right. And then they have the actual show starts at 10 and goes to 1. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. That that timing seems off. But what, Or maybe, I don't know, something's off. Anyways, lightweight battle between John Gunther and Alan Zongia. Zongia? Zoniga. Zoniga. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, I'm going to go Alan Zoniga. Okay. Next up, we have a uh, another lightweight battle between Luis Pena 
and Richie Smolin. Go Luis Pena. And then we have a women's flyweight uh, match between Montana De La Rosa and Rachel Ostovic. Ostovic? Ostovic. Ostovic. Little Rachel Ostovic. Is she... Hmm. Okay, Hawaiian. Alright then. Alright, next up we move on to the main card. Uh, I guess. I don't know. It seems that seems like a short prelim prelim with only three. I wonder if but they have six on the main card? I feel like that's wrong too. Alright, anyways, we got a catchweight fight because I guess someone didn't make weight. Um yeah, Julian Marquez did not make weight. He weighed one ninety, he was four pounds over the middle weight. Limit of 186, he will be fined 20% of his fight purse, and the bout will continue at catchweight. Uh, he's taking Alessio Di Chirico. Uh, I mean, I always question these kind of things, because you never know. Like, if the guy's trying to fight down and he doesn't make weight, versus if he's just out of shape. Because um, obviously he's got four pounds on the guy. That's helpful. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with him then. Yeah. All right, Julian uh, Marquez. All right. Next up, we have a uh, women's flyweight battle between Roxanne Modat Modaf Roxanne Modafari taking on Barb Honchak. Go with Barb. What about Barb? Go Barb. However you say your last name. Honchak, maybe? Mm. Alright, next up we have a um, featherweight battle between Alex Carasis taking on Martin Bravo. Curse, I don't know. Alex Carras, maybe. Taking on Martin Bravo. Martin Bravo! Come on, Martin Bravo. We're going Martin Bravo. Bravo! Wonder if he's any relation to Dino Bravo. Probably not, but um, there's always a chance. I don't think Dino Bravo was actually. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'll be I'll be honest. Well, Dino Bravo was managed by uh, Frenchie Martin at one point, so I guess it doesn't make any sense. Martin Bravo is also from Mexico as opposed to Canada. Let me just look up Dino Bravo real quick. I, I'm guessing that was not his real name. Um, it was not. His real name was Adolfo Brescia, Bres, yeah, Bresciano. Adolfo Bresciano. How do you get Dino Bravo out of that? He was from Montreal. Or no, he was he was born in... No, he... Oh, he's from Italy. What, he was Italian? I mean, with that sort of last name, I guess that makes sense, but... I always thought he was Canadian. And like French-Canadian. But he was Italian. Italian-born, Canadian. Or, fine. He lived in Canada. Huh. How about that? Well, whatever. <laughs> Dino Bravo, rest in peace. He died, uh... 1993, Jesus. Okay. 
He was shot and killed, I believe, if I remember correctly. Why are we talking about Dino Bravo right now? Yeah, he was murdered. He was murdered. Shot, found, shot dead. He was hit by 17 bullets. 7 to the head and 10 to the torso. Jesus. While watching hockey in his uh, Vimont Laval Quebec home, he allegedly, he alleged role in illegal cigarette smuggling. What? In Canada, is popularly believed to have led to his unsolved murder. Colleague Rick Martel has said that because of Bravo's notoriety from being a popular popular professional wrestler, he was able to attract many customers, particularly natives, thus crossing the mafia. According to former opponent Bret Hart, uh, Bravo confided to friends shortly before his death that his newest days were numbered. His nephew... He was a nephew by marriage of Montreal crime buck Vic Catroni and was believed by authorities to be involved in his organization for some time. Bravo's remains are in the mausoleum of Notre Dame de blah blah blah. Whatever, in Montreal. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I got sidetracked there, but yeah, that's a really crazy story about Dino Bravo. Not related to Martin Bravo. Or at least I don't think so. Doesn't seem to be. All right, moving on. We have a featherweight battle, which is the uh, fun, the tournament final for the featherweight Ultimate Fighter 2027 featherweight tournament final. Uh, we got Jay Cus Whoa! All right, Jay Cusinello. 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 Let's go, Cusinello. Taking on Brad C- Colonia. Catonia. Colonia. I don't know. Some guy. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Jay. However you say your last name. Because I don't know how to say it. Um, yeah. Sure. Alright. Next up we have the tournament final. Tournament final for the... For the lightweight uh, round of uh, the uh, yeah Ultimate Fighter um, twenty seven, the lightweight tournament final, uh, take Mike Trezano taking on Joe Gianetti. I'm gonna go Joe Gianetti. How about that? All right, and finally the main event of the evening. Which I don't know if these guys were... Maybe they were the coaches or something? I never know how they do this. They used to have the coaches. Whoever the coaches were would fight each other. But then I feel like they changed that. Um, let's see. Who were the coaches? Oh, no. The coaches were Cormier and Miocic. So they're fighting tomorrow. Okay. Well, that actually changes things. So then why are these guys fighting? <laughs> I'm confused. Or they're, fight, they're fighting Saturday. Um, so Brad Tavares is taking on Israel Adesanya in a middleweight battle. Um, not totally sure why. There's got to be some reason. Um, but wait, it says no. Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay, so Brad Tavares was... Almost pulled for because of foot injury, and then Thiago Santos was going to take his place, but then he they said he was fine. So, 
We'll see what happens with that because that could easily change <laughs> between now and tomorrow. But I'm going to go with Israel Adesanya. If, especially if the Brad Tavares is dealing with a uh, foot injury. Okay. Alright, that's that's it for the Ultimate Fighter finale dealy thingy. Um, now I'll move on to UFC 226, which takes place on Saturday. Um, on pay-per-view. This one is on pay-per-view, so you want to pony up the 65 bucks or whatever it is for Stipe Miocic and Daniel Cormier. Um, uh, yeah. I I, th- I think it's sixty five. Hold on, let me double check my uh, little guide here, and and double check to make sure that I have the. I don't want to give you guys wrong information. I want you come c- complaining to me that I gave you the wrong information. It is sixty five dollars. Um, so there you go. Taxes and fees not included in that sixty five dollars though. So that'll run you a few bucks extra. Um. Okay. All right. We got um. Yeah. Stipe Miocic taking on um Cormier. Unfortunately, the uh, the uh, co-headliner, or not the co-headliner, but the the sub-headliner, I guess. I don't know what you would say. Holloway versus Ortega is not happening because Holloway has concussion-like symptoms, which is unfortunate. Um, so we'll see what happens with that in the future. Um, he is the um, featherweight champion, so something uh, something I unfortunately have to pay attention to. Um, but you don't want to mess around with concussions, um, <clears throat> especially in these days. All right. Anyways, we'll we'll start off with the uh, early preliminary card, which is on the UFC Fight Pass. Uh, we're only down to two fights on the fat because of. I think there was another match that got canceled too, because um, I think originally there was supposed to be thirteen, and then, or maybe not. I don't know. Either way, there's only two in the Fight Pass uh, app um, daily. We got a women's strawweight bat, uh, women's strawweight match between Jamie Moyle and Emily Whitmore, or Whitmere. I'm gonna go with Jamie Moyle because her name's almost Jamie Moyer, and you played baseball for a long time, and that's all the reasons. All right, next up we have a lightweight battle between Dan Hooker and Gilbert Burns. You gotta go Dan Hooker, right? Again, I'm not looking up any... I don't know who favorite, who's favorite. I don't know what the odds are or anything like that. I just go by the names and stuff for a lot of these. All right, then we move on to the preliminary card on FS1. I believe that starts at 8. Um, yeah, I mean, it usually does, so I'm going to go with it. Uh, we have a welterweight battle between Curtis... Mil- Curtis Millender taking on Max Griffin. I'm going to go with Max Griffin. Uh, next up, we have a, a lightweight battle between Lando Venata taking on Drakar Drakar Close. What are these names? Lando versus Drak. Um, I go Lando. Yeah, I'm going Lando. Oh, so. Not at all speaking of Lando, but speaking of um, 80s action stars, I guess, maybe? I don't even know if that's accurate either. Um, 
the um, and fighting specifically. The Creed Two trailer dropped. It is fantastic, and yep, the rumors are true. It is uh, Creed taking on the uh, son of um, Ivan Drago. Get revenge for um, this. His dead dad, I guess. Um, oh man, we better get some Carl Weathers like flashbacks or something. I don't know how that would work because it wouldn't make any sense. But um, I'm guessing Carl Weathers is not going to be filming anything new for the movie. But uh, Dolph Lundgren is definitely going to be in it. That's that's fantastic. The guy playing his son, I I don't I don't recognize his name. Um, so I don't know if he's done anything else. I'd, I'd have to look back. Uh, but yeah, the trailer is out. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. And it's going to be fantastic. comes out, I think, the day before Thanksgiving. Um, that is going to be great. A lot of people are a bit eh about that. You know, Stallone having a little more involvement this time around. But he ultimately, I think he just helped write it, maybe? Because I know at one point he was going to write it, produce it, um, direct it, obviously star in it. He's still going to star in it, obviously. I think he just helped write it and maybe produce. He definitely didn't direct it. I know that. Although, What's-His-Face didn't direct it either, even though, well, I don't want to get into it. But anyways, we'll talk about it later on in the year when it actually comes out. Um, all right, next up we have uh, a bantamweight battle between Rafael Asuncia, maybe, uh, versus Rob Font. Uh, Rob Font, back in, back, back, Back at it again. Uh, good old Rob, Rob Font from Le- Lemonster. Gotta go with a local dude, Rob Font, right? Can't go against the local dude. Local dude. He, uh, he had a good showing when we saw him uh, in January. Um, I believe. I think so, maybe. I could be wrong. <laughs> I think he won. I think he fought. I think he won. These are all things that happened, right? Yeah, he won. Second round knockout. Or TKO. Um, yeah, all right. Next up, we got a uh, middleweight battle between Uriah Hall and Paulo Costa. I'm going to go with Uriah Hall. You know, do, outside of UFC and like MMA, have you ever heard of anyone else named Uriah? And there's Uriah Faber and now Uriah Hall. Like, is that just like an MMA name? A little bit confused by that, but anyways. Um, next up. <laughs> uh, next up, we go to the main card on pay-per-view. Starts at 10 o'clock, $65. Like I said, on your check your local listings for availability and and um, whatever. You can also use, order it through the Fight Pass if you wanted to. Uh, Alright, we got a light heavyweight battle between Goken Saki and Khalil Roundtree Jr., Oh, I gotta go Khalil Roundtree Jr., right? It's Roundtree, not Roundtree. Leave out leave out the D for savings or something. Um, alright. <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, next up, uh, we have a lightweight battle between Michael Chiesa versus Anthony Pettis. Now, this was the match, I believe, that was supposed to take place in Brooklyn. And then... That the the thing happened with um, um the bus with um, what's his face McGregor and the other dude 
Yeah, yeah, it did. Okay, so that that's what. So this was supposed to happen a couple months ago, um, in Brooklyn, and they got pulled. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna go. I still go with Anthony Pettis though. So there you go. All right. <clears throat> Next up, we have a welterweight battle between Paul Felder and Mike Perry. I'm going to go with Mike Perry. Um, then we have a heavyweight battle between Francis Nagano taking on Derek Lewis. Now, Francis Nagano, as you may remember, fought Steve Miocic back in January at the Garden, and uh, Steve Miocic won. Um, and there you go. So, I don't know. And now he's fighting Cormier. Um, okay, but will he beat Derek Lewis? That's the question here. Now, see, the whole thing about him was he's a very powerful puncher, but he doesn't really fight. Or he doesn't really... Okay, he's a puncher, I guess, is my point. He's not a fighter. He's a puncher. So if he can get the punch in, he'll win. If he can't, it's tough. So will he get the front the punch in? I must say yes. So I'm going to go with Francis Nagano. Okay, and then the main event of the evening for the heavyweight championship of the world. Uh, we have the champion, Stipe Miocic, defending against Daniel Cormier, who is the light heavyweight champion of the world, but that title obviously is not on the line. Uh, what happens with that title is a bit up in the air because, well, here's the thing. So if Cormier beats Miocic and wins the ti- heavyweight title, I feel like he'll at least defend that once. But if he loses... I don't know if he'll go back and defend the light heavyweight title. He might just be done. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, my dogs apparently have an opinion on that. Um, they're upset by that that opinion of mine. But I think that's what... I don't think he'll... I don't know. We'll see what happens. He's kind of rumored that he's wanted to be done. So we'll see. I don't know. But ultimately, I do not think he will be able to step up and wait and beat Stipe Miocic. Um, I think Stipe Miocic will win... I mean, it's a nice nice tie-on to his story, you know, to go after the heavyweight title. But ultimately, I think he's going to be fighting out of, his, out of his weight class, basically. I mean, that's what it comes down to. So, um, I think Stipe Miocic, um, unfortunately, he lost LeBron for his hometown team. But uh, now he's, he's, I think he's going to, he's the Cleveland guy now. He is the Cleveland guy. I don't know, I guess the Indians are doing all right, but. In any event, there we go. So that's UFC 226 coming your way on Saturday. I'm going to try to find somewhere to watch it. I know they're showing it at like Buffalo Wild Wings and Hooters and maybe Dave and Buster's. I'm going to see if anyone wants to go and check it out, hopefully. Um, But we'll see. Um, Yeah, that's my plan for Saturday. Watch Ant-Man and watch UFC 226. All right, anyways. um, But also taking place on Saturday, um, a little bit west of Las Vegas and maybe north I think yeah northwest of Las Vegas in San Francisco uh the New Japan Pro Wrestling organization will be taking their talents to uh San Francisco in the Cow Palace um for a G1 special uh they did one last year um in LA or somewhere near LA um and they were previously here in whenever it was March or something January maybe for a show in that was Florida, I believe. 
but this one is similar to the one they did last year. Although it's only one night. Last year was two nights, but this year it's one night because they did the previous one was one night. So I guess they're both both one nights and whatever. It whatever. That's not the point. So here we go with the New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, card. It's on uh, Access TV live on Access on Saturday night. I believe it starts at eight o'clock. I could be wrong about that, but I think it was eight o'clock. Um, I can double check with my handy dandy little uh, guide here. Um, I know I had it set to record, so well they're showing a whole bunch of New Japan all day on that. But yes, the live show goes live at eight o'clock. Scheduled to go to twelve thirty, which seems long, but yeah, we'll see. Um, there are nine matches, so here we go. All right, starting off, we have a ten-man tag match between Chaos. Consisting of Yoshihashi, Gato, Rocky Romero, Yo, Shouenyo of Rapongi 3K. They are taking on the Bullet Club. Consisting of uh, Yujiro Takahashi, Chase Owens, Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and their father, King Haku. Yes, King Haku is stepping back in the ring. Um, he is like 85 years old, but... <laughs> he also, if you may remember him as... Well, it's interesting they call him King Haku. It's, it's weird. But okay. Um, I mean, he was Haku, and then he was King Haku for a bit, and then he was Haku again, and then he became Ming in um, WCW until he eventually came back to WWF. Was it WWF? It must have been at that time, yeah. Um, as Haku. And eventually disappeared. Um, but now he's back in New Japan with his sons wrestling. Oh, he's 59, okay. He's 59. He's he's not 85 or whatever, is it? I gotta go bull. You gotta go bull club on that one, I think. King Haku, come on. Alright, next up we got a um, tag team match. Uh, Chaos again, represented by Tomohiro Ishii and Toru Yanu. Taking on Suzuki Gun, represented by Moro- Min- Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. I gotta go Suzuki Gun in this one, I think. I don't know. I mean, I know I'm not giving much love to Chaos, but I feel like that 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 team of Suzuki and Zack Saber Jr. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got another tag team match between Taguchi Japan, represented by Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kushida, taking on the Bullet Club, represented by Hangman Page and Marty Skrull who unfortunately for both of those guys did not uh, win Ring of Honor gold uh, this past weekend, which I never got around to um, doing a preview for, but it was a decent show. Not too much to talk about. More stuff happened the next night in the tapings. Uh, Spoiler alert. I mean, I guess they already spoiled it, but Jay Lethal won the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship the next night from Dalton Castle, even though, I don't know, it seemed weird, but whatever. Fine. Anyways, tag that tag match. Uh, I'm gonna go to Gucci Japan. Gotta give it Tanahashi, right? I don't know. Maybe though the Bullet Club. Eh, but it'd be eh, whatever. No, I gotta go to Tanahashi and cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah. No, I'm going with that. I'm sticking with that. Sticking with that. Sticking with that. All right. Uh, next up, we have a. Let's, let's skip that. Uh, another tag team match. A lot of tag team matches. Um, Chaos, um, so represented by Kazuchika Okada and Will Ospreay taking on Los Ingros Nobles de Hopon, 
represented by Tito, Naito, and Bushi. Hello, Chaos, I think. Okada and Osprey. Yeah, especially if they're gonna lose those other matches. Gotta get something to Chaos, right? It's confusing. Everyone's in a it's like a group. It gets weird and confusing. All right, next up we have a singles match for the Never Openweight Heavyweight Championship. Our Never Openweight Championship. The Never Openweight Heavyweight Championship doesn't make any sense. Never Openweight Championship. We've got Hiroku Goda uh, defending against Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb. That's a real wrestling name right there. I'm not even sure who Jeff Cobb is, I'll be quite honest with you. And I think he's going to lose. So Hiroki Goda will, will win. Um, okay, next up we have a tag team championship match. Um, the heavyweight tag team champions. Uh, the Young Bucks uh, defending... Uh, against Los Incorporables de Japón, Sonata, and Evil. So this is a rematch of Dominion. Ah, the Young Bucks are going. I don't see them taking it off them that quickly. Alright, next up we have a um, singles match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. We have Turomu Takahashi defending against Dragon Lee. I think Takahashi will keep it. Uh, next up, we have a singles match for the uh, IWGP United States Championship, and this is the anniversary of the tournament last year, which uh, Kenny Omega won, uh, but he does not have it now because he lost it to Jay White a few a few months back, and Jay White will be defending against Juice Robinson, who you may remember from NXT as CJ Parker, and yes, CJ Parker was the name of Pamela Anderson's character in Baywatch, if you're, that sounds familiar. Uh, I think Juice Robinson's going to win. I mean, I feel like, you know, they're going to have at least one title change in this. It makes sense to be U.S. title change. Juice Robinson is, you know, getting popular. And to have him win it in the United States makes a whole lot of sense. So there you go. And then in the main event of the evening, in a rematch from uh, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, back in April... It is Kenny Omega defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Cody. Don't call him Rhodes. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this is kind of where they were building towards, I think, when they did that first match, because the first match seemed kind of awkward. The ending was a bit weird. It wasn't quite all out. It wasn't quite what people were hoping it to be. I think this one could be. Um, I can't see Cody winning, but they have this... The whole thing for All In was that Magnus, or whatever he's called now, he's not called Magnus anymore, but um, he was Magnus at one point, and I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, um, do do do. Um, Nick Aldis. Now he's the NWA Heavyweight Champion right now, and he said he would defend his title as long as Cody Rhodes put up the Ring of Honor title if he won it. But he didn't win it. I mean, there's still time. It's not until September. But if he wins the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, I feel like that would kind of work too. Problem is, I don't see him winning it. <laughs> but it would be interesting if he did just for all in. But that's not for two more months. So I don't know. I gotta go Kenny Omega, though. There's gonna be shenanigans, I feel like, with the with the rest of the Bullet Club. 
But ultimately, I think, and probably Golden Lover, other guy, Cody Ibushi, who's not on the card, actually. Was, that's weird. Um, yeah, but I think Kenny Omega's going to win. Notable by his absence on this list is the current IWGP Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship, Chris Jericho, not on the card. I did look up Fozzie's tour schedule. They are not playing anywhere until the 12th, so he very well could show up, and I don't see why he wouldn't. Uh, so expect him to do something, I would imagine. I don't know what that is, specifically. He's obviously not scheduled to have a match, or defending his title, or anything like that, but I feel like he will be there in some form or fashion. So there you go. That is the NW... NW... NWO. That's the NW... NW... NJPW G1 Special in San Francisco at the Cow Palace, taking place Saturday night at approximately the same time as all the UFC stuff, too, so you don't have to pick and choose what you want to watch, unfortunately, but... Um, there you go. And that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, you can check out all my episodes and all my stuff and all the stuff of the stuff at uh, razorvader.blogspot.com. Um, you can also check me out on Twitter at razorvader. Please go to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and you can, um, you know, sign up or subscribe and then all the things will just automatically go to your device. It'll be really cool. So you don't have to search for it. Just be there. And check it out. You can leave me reviews, give me five stars, all that sort of stuff, um, and all that fun stuff, and all the fun stuff of all the fun stuff of all the fun stuff. And enjoy your summer, and hopefully you had a good Fourth of July. And um, yeah, I'll see you next week when we talk about Extreme Rules, and we will talk about Ant Man, and we will talk about UFC, what happened at UFC, and New Japan, and all that stuff. And I will talk about going to Monday Night Raw, hopefully. I do end up going. There's been some shenanigans going on with the tickets and who's going and who's not going, who can go, who can't go. I still want to go. Hopefully someone will come with me and I will enjoy a Monday Night Raw and who, hopefully whoever comes with me enjoys it as well. Braun Strowman will probably throw someone through something. It'd be fun, but I'll talk about that when uh, next week. Give my review of that as we head into Extreme Rules next weekend. But for now and forever, enjoy. Have a great time, and thanks for listening. Under the outdoor with the steamboats, ancient goblins and wild lows. Come at the grand line, making a sound. The smell of death is on the rail. And at night when the cold.